What's up, everybody? Welcome back into the Letterman Row Studios, and welcome to another off-season report position week breakdown. It is now time to talk about the linebackers. We will do it all presented by the fine folks at Buyers Auto, the best place to buy a new or used auto in central Ohio. Go check those guys out. Great deals over there on cars. It's the summer. It's a great time to get into a new vehicle. Buyers Auto can help you do that. Letterman Rowe can help you know more about the Ohio State linebackers. Uh, Andy Baxter on the other side of that screen. Uh, the 40-year vet, Tim May, uh, below me right now. I think he'll be beside me when I edit this thing up. We'll see what happens. Uh, boys, men, a lot to talk about uh, with this linebackers. Two grown men coming back in the starting lineup, uh, Tommy Eichenberg and Steel Chambers. They will lead the way. Ohio State will go defensively as those guys go. Uh, great against the run. Uh, at times, Tommy Eichenberg, of course, Steel Chambers, a little bit of a do-it-all guy, Tim. This starting lineup has a chance to be a special tandem for the Buckeyes uh, returning to action after a pretty good year last year. Yeah, now they're getting uh, tutelage. That's the correct way of using that word from uh, James Laurinaitis. And uh, Steel Chambers when was talking in the spring about how much you know, he his eyes have been open to maybe a few other things, new things about playing the linebacker position. Uh, and as we talked about in an earlier podcast, the fact that James Laurinaitis is there uh, as a GA <clears throat> frees up uh, Jim Knowles to maybe really just stand back and get a little bit more of a feel for his defense, maybe during practices, but also to work on that uh, that uh, jack position, which, you know, like you said, uh, Spence, uh, is it a defensive line position? Is it a linebacker position? Uh, Mitchell Melton, et cetera. <clears throat> we'll see where that goes if C.J. Hicks figures into that. There's a chance C.J. Hicks is going to figure into that. Uh, I know we're not getting into the depth yet about it, but uh, I'm really curious to see how things are going to shake out as this season goes, especially at the will position uh, where, you know, you can play these guys either place, you know, but where C.J. Hicks might actually be competing with Steel Chambers uh, as the year goes on if if C.J. Hicks continues his progress. But, yeah, it has to make you feel really good uh, – as any kind of coordinator or as the head coach Ryan Day to know that your top two linebackers, actually your top three linebackers are back from last year. That includes Cody Simon. And uh, and all of these guys look to make a, you know, as uh, Jim Knows referred to uh, Tommy Eichenberg, uh, Tommy No No Thumbs Eichenberg, you know, with a two broke thumb at the end of the year. But uh, it has to make you feel really good about where you are and where you can go with your defense when you've got two veterans back with that kind of resume. Yeah, Andy, it's kind of interesting because last year uh, a lot was made about Tanner McAllister teaching these guys the defense uh, from the safety position. Now you don't really need to teach these guys the defense. that It's already installed. It's been installed for a year. And now you've got Tommy Eichenberg to kind of lead the defense and, and be that guy who knows everything to do with all of the spots and be that kind of coach on the field. I think that's probably the biggest advantage for this unit is just not only having Steel Chambers back, getting his athleticism to return uh, for another year, but Tommy Eichenberg to be that captain in this defense, to be that guy you can always lean on, to be the dependable guy who I can only think of one or two missed tackles from the entire year last year. He's as dependable as they come, and that doesn't just mean uh, once the ball snapped. He, he's the leader out there, and I think that when he signified and I guess announced, didn't really do an announcement that he was returning, I think that was the biggest boost uh, for this unit uh, you know, so far this offseason. Well, Jim Knowles talks about Tommy Eichenberg like he anticipates where the ball is going to be. And it seems like he understood this defensive system maybe before anyone else did. And that showed up, obviously, last year, him taking a huge leap from 2021 to 2022. And that that kind of started in the Rose Bowl, even in the previous defense. But I feel like 
he really took that next jump last season. And I guess the ideal defense is having everyone playing with the same speed and anticipation that, that Tommy plays with. And I'm really interested to see if Steel Chambers can take that next step because we saw flashes last year of someone who could be potentially an NFL linebacker. And he's obviously coming back for another year to work at the position. I know he had played it in high school, but this is really just his third year in college playing at the linebacker position. And he actually had a great game against Georgia. It kind of flies under the radar because obviously Ohio State lost and the defense collapsed in the final quarter. But he had half a sack. He had an interception as well. Um, I think he had eight tackles or, or nine tackles in that game. And he's someone that really could take that next step you know, even maybe a jump that Tommy Eichenberg made last year. Yeah, and Tim, it's interesting because we're here we are at the beginning of this video talking all about Steel Chambers and Tommy Eichenberg. Neither of those guys were on the field for the Buckeyes in April. Uh, Steel was on the field in March and then sat out most of April. Tommy wasn't in there for the entire spring. It gave Cody Simon a chance to be the leader of the unit. It gave C.J. Hicks and Gabe Powers more reps. It gave Reed Carrico a chance to, to show that maybe he deserves to be in that rotation. And so, you know, yeah. this unit uh, – Sometimes it's a it's a bad thing when you get your starters uh, returning because they take up all of those first team reps. But, you know, Hicks and Powers and Simon especially got so many reps in spring ball uh, that you kind of feel like now you've got a really deep unit here. Uh, not that you want Steel Chambers and Tommy Eckenberg off the field, but if they need to come off the field or something happens, you've got guys that can come in and, and really make an impact on, on this unit and, and not really miss a beat as a defense. Yeah, I, I think it was an important spring for Gabe Powers because Gabe Powers uh, basically proved he belongs he belongs at Ohio State. You follow my drift. I mean, he 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 is a uh, viable option when it comes to playing linebacker at, at Ohio State. And uh, I think the jury was out on him a little bit, you know, after the first year. You know, he's from Marysville, blah, you know, blah, blah, blah. Uh, you know, who cares where you come from? Can you get out there, run and hit? And, uh, you know, the, the problem with only having two linebackers on the field at a time is you're not – not that they should go to a four-linebacker set. I'm not saying that. But uh, uh, is that you get very few – even in practices, you get very few reps, you know, with the first team, uh, so to speak, to, to prove your mettle. And uh, I thought he did. I thought Reed Carrico, uh, based on what you were hearing about, you know, his situation going into the spring and then coming out, I mean, I think he, he proved that uh, – he has staying power that, uh, in fact, he, he can compete perhaps uh, to get into the rotation. You know, the question is, how much of a rotation is there? Because there wasn't hardly a rotation last year, you know. Most of the time, uh, it was uh, Steel Chambers and Tommy Eichenberg with a little bit of Cody Simon uh, sprinkled in. And so that's sort of the the challenge these guys all face when it comes to getting on the field. All of these guys are really good special teams players, though, and uh, so that's where – you know, they could really step up, I think, and prove themselves even in preseason camp. They're they're get after it uh, when it comes to get after it quotient when it comes to playing special teams. But without a doubt, Gabe Powers benefited. We all know what Cody Simons is about. And uh, the reason I didn't bring up C.J. Hicks, I think C.J. Hicks is going to play and play a lot. You know, I asked uh, – I'm going to do a little story about that for us during this uh, linebacker week. I asked Jim Knowles – we were talking to Jim Knowles about that, about getting him possibly into that jack position to see if he flashes, to see if he plays some. And then you go from there. You know, I mean, uh, how much time do you take from an established starter by trying to prove a young man, you know, in big games 
well, you, you get what you're worth, you know, you get what you've proven your worth. And uh, if he flashes like he did in the spring, he's going to get more and more opportunities. I think perhaps in that first team unit, which could be interesting because I really think he is a guy to keep your eye on uh, this season is making a huge jump. Yeah. And, and, you know, you said it best there, a guy who could make a huge jump, you know, he didn't play a single down at linebacker last year. Right. Kid Powers didn't play a single down at linebacker last year. Reed Carrico wasn't in at linebacker last year, except right. in absolute garbage time at the very end of games. You have to think, and, you know, you're kind of trying to dive into a complex mind that is Jim Knowles, uh, but you have to think that he trusts those guys a little bit more to deploy more of a rotation than he did last year. And in year two of a system, you know, C.J. Hicks only knows Jim Knowles' system. Gabe Powers only knows Jim Knowles' system. Those guys are going to be a year a, a year yeah. under their belt, more comfortable in the system. They're going to be able to, to make an impact if Jim Knowles trusts them. And I think that's a boom, a huge, you know, burst of light for this linebacker room. Because now not only yeah. do, you, do you count on knowing that Tommy Eckenberg and Steel Chambers are the two leaders of that unit, but if they go out of the game on a second and six, you're not going to lose a lot. And then they can be back on the field, you know, for, for a third down. But, you know, I just think that the possibilities open up because you've got so many different body types. You've got so many different guys that can fill these spots. It doesn't just have to be, okay, you play like Tommy, go in for Tommy. You play like Steele, go in for Steele. I think that these guys are all pretty interchangeable. I know that the positions aren't the same, but in a 4-2-5, these two linebackers, they're absolutely critical. And I think you've got some trust build up there, some equity that you can put those guys in the field and feel pretty good about it. The mental gymnastics you go through as a coach is do you – you know, do you want to take what you consider to be your best linebackers off the, you know what I mean? It's off the field at any certain point because the more valuable reps are the ones with, like you said, not garbage time, but game on the line, you know, and uh, maybe you see them work these in like, you know, Andy, I mean, you know, you maybe you see them work them in in like the second quarter a little bit just to, you know, of games, just to, just to put them in there when, when things really super matter, and see how they respond. And Andy, I don't know about you, but I mean, you know, uh, I don't know if you agree, Mary Nob. I think CJ Hicks showed in the spring, you know, he deserves to play some, doesn't he? I mean, regularly. Yeah. And that might dictate how much we see of the Jack. I mean, uh, that depends yeah. also on Mitchell Melton and how healthy he is and how well he can play at that position. But I think if CJ Hicks or Mitchell Melton is succeeding in that position, maybe more so than Jack Sawyer did last year, we might just see by default more of the Jack. But then of course that brings in the other question is who are you taking off the field in that dynamic? So that's another player that maybe it's on the defensive line that we're not seeing. So there's all these pieces that Jim Knowles has to play with. But, you know, one thing that he mentioned is the health of these players. If you want to make a run to the national championship and win the big 10 championship, like they want to again, and take that away from Michigan, you're going to be playing a 14, 15 game season, at which point, you know, Tommy Eichberg, as we already mentioned, basically had no hands late in the season and other players get banged up too by virtue of the sport. And so you got to have depth, even if it is a two linebacker system. So Noel, Jim Knowles was talking about how like, it's just better to have shorter snap counts for these guys, just no matter how talented they are so that you can preserve their health and that you can actually be prepared for a situation where if that happens again, you don't need to be relying on a guy with two casts to play 70 snaps in a pivotal game. Here's the thing, though. Wait, wait, wait. 
Who's your starting cast? Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> Here's the thing, though, with this Jack, this Jack debate, and I, I Ohio State's going to use the Jack more this year. But like, I look at it this way, fellas. Like, Mitchell Melton was out for the spring and didn't do a whole lot with the team as far as like Jack wise. He was just doing individual drills. Yeah. They didn't use the Jack in spring practice. Who was still one of the standout stars of spring practice? It was CJ Hicks. He didn't need the Jack position no. to stand out and be good. And so, like, I know that would he be a cool fit for the Jack? Would he is he athletic enough to play there? Will, will he be good off the edge? I think so. But I don't think that it's wise to say, like, okay, like his best playing opportunity for playing time. And I don't think either of you guys are doing this, but like I've heard from various people, like maybe his best opportunity for playing time is through the Jack. And to that, I say, like, why does he need the Jack? He was really good at linebacker this spring. And I know that it's hard to get him on the field if you're talking about just a pure linebacker because of Steel Chambers and Tommy Eikenberg. And who do you take off the field? Well, you're taking somebody off the field regardless. It's either going to be a five-star defensive end, JT Tulemolowell, a five-star defensive end, Jack Sawyer, one of the defensive tackles you're really excited about, or your two starting linebackers. One of them has to come off the field to bring a Jack in or to bring C.J. Hicks in in general. And so I'm not sure that it's super wise to pigeonhole C.J. Hicks into the Jack role by default, just because he was so good in the spring without needing to be in the Jack role to succeed. And so I think that he's got just as good of a chance to play at a true linebacker spot than he does at the Jack spot, Tim. Yeah, but, you know, the I didn't pigeonhole him into Jack. I mean, it was conversation with Jim Knowles. You know, Jim Knowles yeah. was talking about if he flashes it. Well, there's the guy that makes the, makes the call, you know. Absolutely. And, uh, and, uh, and so you get on the field, no matter how you get on the field, get on the field, make something happen. Well, if it comes your way, of course, don't go, don't go crazy. Uh, but this is, we've talked about this before and we're going to talk about it more. I'm sure. Uh, this is Jim Knowles coming to grips with the talent he has on hand. And I know last year, man, was no clinic. Most of the, especially the last two games for big time defense, except maybe the third quarter of that game against Georgia, that was a clinic. Uh, fourth quarter was not, you know, and uh, in both the Michigan and the Georgia games, uh, what stood out was, yeah, those big plays, but they gave up several big plays running the ball uh, by, by Michigan and Georgia, which has got to get shored up. And you could say, well, where does that start? Does that start with the defensive line? Yeah, but, you know, also some linebackers uh, got blocked or were out of position or whatever you want to call it. So there are all kinds of things that need to be fixed in that realm. But the other side of it is you've got uh, big-time players in Jim Knowles' mind at the two linebacker spots already with Eichenberg and Chambers. And it's all it's going to come down to Jim Knowles. Of, I, do I want to mess up sort of this chemistry that developed last year by throwing another guy in there? But doesn't this guy deserve to play? You know, we all think he deserves to play. Our vote counts Zippo, as the late great Hayden Fry would have put it, uh, in, in terms of playing time. We also know Cody Simon deserves to play, right? I mean – well, heck, he deserves to play just for the yeoman's, yeoman's duty he put in during the spring uh, with the other two guys out, especially the last couple of weeks when Steel Chambers missed the last, what, couple of weeks of spring so, uh, with what we, we think was a knee injury or knee, bop, uh, knee bump. So, uh, But the bottom line is, yeah. Uh, and the thing about C.J. Hicks is you put him in there, and it, when we're talking about the Jack, I don't think we're talking about the same position with Mitchell Melton as we are with C.J. Hicks. Yeah. Because with Mitchell Melton, maybe you take a defensive lineman out or a linebacker out. Uh, maybe with C.J. Hicks, you take a linebacker out or a safety out, you know. So this thing is evolving. And 
like you like we've talked about many times, Spence, and you remember this. And Andy, it was uh, Johnny come lately. This discussion way back in the in the uh, regular season. Jim Knowles has a lot more talent at his fingertips than he did at Oklahoma State. This four two five is evolving. His version of it is evolving. I bet even right now, this moment, he's thinking about it. You know, how do I get guys on the field? You know, you can you can uh, stir things up from a from a lineup standpoint, or keeping a defense guessing just by who you have on the field. It's still lining up pretty much the same way. So I'm sure he's thinking about all those things uh, as we speak. I hope he's having a vacation a little bit, though. Andy, yeah, I mean. It's a big question. Like, do we see more of a three linebacker set in certain games? And and sometimes players are going to be acting as linebackers. Sonny Styles, if he's getting in, we've already seen in spring him be lurking along the line of scrimmage, essentially acting as an extra linebacker, as a run defender. Right. So that's not even really a safety at that point. So there are players that could be on this fringe role of, you know, safety linebacker, defensive lineman linebacker. I, I think it's going to be a little bit less black and white than it was last year where it was really just, okay, there's Tommy and then there's Steele. And those are the two linebackers and it's four, two, five. I think as Tim mentioned, there's been this really concerted effort this, this spring and this off season to just talk about how, okay, we're not going to have the defense dictate the personnel. It's going to be the personnel dictating the defense. And that seems to be the biggest change, at least in my opinion of Jim Knowles perspective on this defense. And I think that'll show up with the linebackers because yeah, there wasn't much of a rotation last year. And CJ Hicks even admitted he was expecting there to be more of a rotation his first year with the program. But now CJ Hicks isn't just a first-year player. He's a second-year player with a lot of special teams reps under his belt. So is Gabe Powers. He's a second-year player as well. Reed Carrico is a third-year player. Okay, so those are guys that are multiple years into their career, multiple years into the gymnol system now. And there's a greater chance that they'll actually be seeing the field for that reason. Yeah, and the bottom line is, <clears throat> no matter what, no matter what year you are in in the system of a of a defense, a four two five defense, you know, you, as a coach, you've got to feel confident when a guy's in there, when guys are in there, that gap is going to be a gap sound defense. You know, you're going to get after it. Guys aren't going to just be flying to the uh, flying to the fire, so to speak. They're going to be taking care of their responsibility with the confidence that the other guy is going to be taking care of his responsibility because in, in the, in the big 10, uh, you know, you know, just as opposed to the big 12, which but the big 12 has changed a little bit, but not that greatly. You gotta be, you gotta be thinking, stop the run first on every play, you know, even third and 20, you never know, but you know where, you know where I'm going with that. I'm talking about, you've got to be gap sound against the run on every possession and then go from there. And, play the guys that you feel gives you the best chance to do that. And so we'll see how this goes. I mean, this, you know, sometimes you're watching the game and you're not really, you know, you don't get to always ask questions after the game of specific things because the time is so fleeting sometimes. And even in the, the week following, you don't get to follow up and, and ask what were, what was the thinking here? What was this, what position was this guy really playing? You know? So, you know, you may see CJ, you may see CJ Hicks in there playing, the Jack, or you may see C or CJ Hicks may be in there playing a three linebacker set, you know, <laughs> uh, or it may be one in the same uh, with the flexibility of him dropping off in uh, maybe into coverage or something like that. I mean, that that's what's interesting about this Jim Knowles defense is uh, you may not be getting exactly what you think you're going to get 
I'm talking about when you're offensive coordinator looking down or looking across the field there. And that, of course, as Jim knows, has delineated many times. That's what brings him joy is if I got the other guy in the same position, but offensively thinking about, wondering about, guessing about what I'm up to. A lot of intrigue with this linebacker. And it's interesting that they returned so much talent, so many tackles. I think it's 197 tackles. I could be wrong by a couple, but it's almost 200 tackles with Steel Chambers and Tommy Eikenberg returning to this starting lineup. Yeah. But there's still plenty of intrigue, plenty to break down, plenty to talk about. We're doing it all week at lettermanroad.com, where we cover Ohio State 365 days a year. This has been the latest offseason report position week preview presented by Buyers Auto, the best place to buy a new or used auto in central Ohio. For Andy Baxter on the other side of that screen, for the 40-year bet, Tim May, I am just Spencer Holbrook. Thanks for watching. Thanks for listening to the Linebackers Week Breakdown presented by Buyers Auto. We'll see you back next week for the safeties.